February 8, 2011. It's a Watt from Pedro Show.
all like, what does that mean? Girl, it's a mix between blubber and bottom. All yeah. I know is I trim the trees above your room and I hum the melody that you once knew. And in hammocks we hung all that month of June. That summer I laid next to you. Well, we drenched ourselves in brandy. But your mother drenched us in scorn. So they sent you to a Not so wall, just the way it's so. Um, well, the gotta do what you gotta do. Slinging shit on you. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, a, it's the modern way. The way of, of the yeah, LA modern USD. modern working story. Brother Matt, right now is a uh, hat rack. Yeah, human hat rack for all the extra hats I've been wearing. All right, hats yeah. got tossed and scissored. And now they've been flung upon Brother Matt. Yeah, keeps things interesting. Never dull moment. Piled on. And like you said, you don't want to cheat the students. Right, yeah, so so they've already been screwed around enough, so. Yeah. Um, also, speaking of getting scissored, man, trees out front. Cut! That's hack <laughs> brutal. Now, you said you had a premonition? Yeah, I was sitting there thinking, man, I've been here like 14 years or so, and uh, I don't think they ever even pruned them. And the next day, they were hacked, man, like hips high and just scissored way across, like classic stumps. And the dude in the pad, he had a little premonition, too. He thought, you know, I think those dudes might screw up, and that branch is going to come crashing through my window. So he moved. And like yeah. 30 seconds later, it came crashing through the window. So I think the tree was screaming. Wow. <laughs> Poor tree. But it really enhanced my view. Wow. <laughs> Killer view. Yeah, I got Catalina from the deck. Oh. Yeah, it's awesome. Right. Uh, oh, we started the show out with John Coltrane, untitled original. Uh, I guess it became Exotica later. And then we heard uh, 
Preserved in Me by Jeffrey Seiler. Brother Matt, we got a guest. Yes, we've got Richard fucking Bonnie in the house, back in the homeland. Back in the homeland. Welcome. Good to see you. Good to be back. Always. Welcome, Richard. Um, Oh, Jeffrey Seiler. I just got to see him in uh, Sydney. He's an expat from Atlanta. And he's, uh, hey, he sells yogurt. He makes yogurt. He makes yogurt in Australia? Wow. Yeah, and delivers. He, in fact, he came by the pad in his truck. Wow. Gave me a couple of tubs. Nice. Yeah, I was in Australia from, what, 22 days? In, Aust- in a little New Zealand. And uh, came back last night. So you got to avoid most of that crazy weather? Well, it was hitting there, but not where I was. Uh. So, yeah, lucky. Like a... Uh, they call hurricane cyclones, uh, and uh, one was called Yassi, and it hit hard, like almost 200 mile an hour winds. In the northeast, it's called Queensland, and man, and that place had already been through some huge flooding, flood the size of uh, countries of France and Germany together, huge. Yeah. And then they get hit with that. And then the uh, storm kept going, slower winds, but the rains came down to Melbourne. And we had just got out a couple days before, and it got flooded. Really bad underground parking garages, Whoa. just filling up in the cars, you know, float uh, toys, bob toys. So, uh, Other than that, uh, it was a good time. The knee held up good. He held up. I got crumpled a couple times. Um, maybe three. One time to the stage. Just went down. I did a four-hour walk in Melbourne. That was a little too much. You know. <laughs> you wore me it. out. I, was get lost I went to Chinatown and then <laughs> went over the river. The Yarra River runs through Melbourne. Pretty neat. A lot of sculling. The bridges are uh, so low there that you, they, they can't get boats. Uh, but they, they're into these rowing, and these rowing clubs go back to the uh, 1800s. You know, where you got the coxswain. Uh, Actually, they had some training. Some girls were training. The coxswain was there with their five paddlers, and then the coaches were on bicycles on the bike paths uh, uh, with megaphones hollering at them <laughs> as they were going by. Yeah, that was a trip. <laughs> Mush? Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, mush, mush. And, um, actually, the weather was pretty calm. There was one day, the first Sydney one was hot. The sun was right on us. Not optimal, uh, stage placement, you know, facing uh-huh. west. So the sunset goes right in your uh-huh. eyes, you know, kind of crazy. Um,. How many people go to these things? They were all, all almost all sold out. Like 100,000? 50, 50,000? Yeah, they were at, mostly at showgrounds. Melbourne one was at a racetrack, and the Gold Coast one was at some kind of park. But the other ones were at showgrounds, which we we would call like county fair mm-hmm. things. A lot of Australian bands. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Yeah, well, it's Australian. No, but I festival, mean, but they don't import most of the bands. Well, the... It's half and half. The big uh, headliners was uh, 
Tool and Rammstein. So that's U.S. and Germany. Yeah, Rammstein was a trip. Have you ever seen these guys? Oh, man. Quite. Kind of the me- music's kind of a dance and metal together. And uh, a lot of theatrics, a lot of fire, a lot of explosions. And yeah, kind of butch. <laughs> Sort of singer, singer, a lot of charisma. I remember I was coming down, they'd, they'd come on after us, and I was coming down the stairs when we finished playing, and he's, his name's Till, and he's coming up the stairs. I said, Give it to him. And he goes, I will. <laughs> <laughs> With that voice, it was like, Whoa. <laughs> okay. <laughs> will. No, he was cool. He's a trip. He is a definite trip. And, uh, Kind of dangerous. There was all kinds of fires and bombs going off and shit. There's this one tune where he wheels up this big, it looks like one of them old time gas station pumps. And he's just got a hose and he's just. One guy comes running out in a hoodie, flames him up. I guess it was a retard kind of hoodie and stuff. He just lights him up. I was like, fuck. Both kinds of retard? Todd. <laughs> Don't go for retard. <laughs> Retire. That's your problem. What was that? What was that movie? Sling Blade? Still in? <laughs> he talks about that. You, know, you like this guy? He's giving a... Maybe it's Robert Downey Jr. or something. Tom Watson's got it, the whole routine nailed. And there's a... Who's this other clown? Uh, oh, uh... plays the saxophone in it. No, he's, uh... Mm, Jack Black's in it, too. But this guy, Stiller... Oh, Ben Stiller. He's yeah. the clown. That's, oh, he's you know, a clown. To, he is a clown. Hambone fisted. And the other guy who's in character as a brother, you know, he's, I guess, really like a crocodile Dundee guy or something. Oh, um, and then Tropic t- Thunder. <laughs> Tropic Thunder. You know though. what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, it's yeah, yeah, movie, yeah. There's yeah. a scene. It's kind of funny, though. <laughs> that, that scene with, with the simple jack <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Simple you never go full weed time. Yeah. You know, you know, <laughs> Hot retard or something like that. <laughs> right? Like, uh, yeah, Justin Sam. Hoffman. Yeah. And, and the levels, levels of retard. Sean that's where Sean Penn yeah. blew it. He went full retard. <laughs> and couldn't get the Academy Award or some shit. Uh, never go full retard. And what happens, like some drug gang captures him and they're really into Simple Jack, this character. Yeah. Like, he has to do this retard act yeah. to stay alive. I've seen the movie where... Huh? Chinese drug lords, only guys who's ever seen a movie. <laughs> yeah, right. But he's like, what, 10? Yeah. He's <laughs> like a little boy. He's heading this... Yeah, that movie's terrible. But there were some funny scenes in it. And uh... yeah, yeah, Robert Downey played a pretty good black dude. Does kind of. He's not really you know, he's in character. Yeah, yeah. Because at the end, he takes the wig off. Yeah, that was a funny part, though. I've only heard of it. I haven't seen the movie. I did see Robert Downey, though, at our club in San Francisco. Oh, yeah. He had blonde hair. Oh, he had it in this movie. Did he? Uh, Maybe that was a movie. I don't well, know. Yeah, when he yeah, took it all off. Yeah. Took yeah, off yeah, the fro. Yeah, when he took the fro off and said, now the Australian accent came in and all this. <laughs> because there, there's actually a brother that's acting. He's mm-hmm. like, yeah, he didn't dig way? on him. Cody <laughs> <laughs> yeah. sweat. He saw right through him, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he goes, oh, yeah, we talked like that. <laughs> They're cooking around the fire, right? And he's like, yeah, that's the way we... 
Do some goofy ass shit in the movie. <laughs> really, really weird. Uh, yeah, Tom Cruise is in it. Yeah, he is, that was like the. I'm not really a, much of a Tom Cruise fan, but that was his best role yeah, ever. He had him all done up as like some, some weird big old, old fat uh, record producer guy. Yeah, that's know, some budget. Producer. All those people in that yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and yeah, yeah. blowing up shit. It must yeah. have cost a whole bunch because wow. it's like a Vietnam movie. Mm-hmm. They're trying to do in Vietnam. Yeah, sounds like drug Nick money Nolte. to me. Nick Nolte. Nick Nolte's Nolte. a fake yeah. veteran. Someone was laundering some drug money, I think. Huh. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah, all the different ways it comes through. Getting out of some child support. Yeah, the movie was about it. And like, well, in they the, knew of what they knew the, the Jack Black character. I'm sure this is oh, yeah, to our listeners. <laughs> he's, he's like a total junkie. Yeah, Jones and... The jelly yeah. beans, right? Yeah, and yeah. They went, Those weren't jelly beans, and he's Jones and... and it was terrible. But that funny, it was the, with the retard thing, was a little funny about that. Yeah, How to do a Rain Man, man. but don't do a Sean Penn. <laughs> or whatever. Sling bait. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. All right, back, uh, to but, uh, yeah. back to Australia. Yeah, back to Australia. Well, it started in New Zealand, it started in Auckland, and that was the only rainy gig we had. And in fact, it got real rainy at the nighttime. But. We always played about 6, 6.30. So sometimes, like, the sun was a little mean, but uh, it was pretty good. I, I wrote about it on the Hoop page in my diary. And you were getting that One stuff show. up quick. Huh? <laughs> you were getting that stuff up quick, chipping it out. Yeah, I was chipping it up. <laughs> well, it's kind of got a nickname in the big day off because you do seven gigs in 22 days. So I had time to chip, and I couldn't. You know, I did some hoofs and shit, but I couldn't do too much, and so I had some time. You know, man, the Australian dollar is very strong. Traded one to one, and our buying power was like half. Going to a store, a can of beer was four or five dollars. Sack of chips is five dollars. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, when I was there ten years ago, it was fifty cents. So, well, the yen now is at 72 cents. You know, it, it, dollar's really weak against Asia stuff. But uh, still, it was neat to be there. Uh, Australian bands, Grander Band. Yeah, just yeah. saw them. I saw them in San Francisco. Uh, yeah, they were great. They were in rare form. Really good. Really good. Warren uh, was killing it. Yeah, and this tenor guitar. Yeah. He plays hardly any fiddle. Oh. Yeah. It really surprised me. Yeah, he was great. They were really good. And Nick was, he was, Nick came out on guitar. They played some keyboard, mm-hmm. and then he was just a front man, and he was wild. Tippy-toe, tippy-toe. <laughs> yeah, in some ways, like, birthday party. It wasn't yeah. like Bad Seeds. No, not at all. It was rocking. Yeah. It was just a four-piece. Marty had a good sound on the bass. He was grinding. Uh, another Australian band, Wolf Mother. They were different this time. They're a four-piece now. Andrew... Good guy. Primal Scream from uh, Scotland. Good, good guys. Bobby. Uh, I spent a lot of time with him. He knew a lot about music. A lot about a lot of stuff. Interesting guy. I had a good time, though. You know, I wish I would have been stronger in the leg. I did clam up on the last gig. Something pretty fierce. Uh, I went to tune... And I couldn't see the tuner right, and one of the strings was 
half step sharp. Yeah, that was. Whew. Finally, Yig stopped me. He goes, man. So I tuned up. I got back. It was kind of a James Brown thing where it sounded like he just broke it down. And, but for like f- four songs, I was like, I was going, is that a weird overtone? I wouldn't let it go and just fix it. it was like, well, that was full retard. He gave you luck. I was going, I, I pulled a full retard. But after the gig, I, you know, he took my hand. He said, you've been playing great. Those things happen. And, uh, Take your hand and slap like yourself. The shit hit. Yeah. <laughs> Backhanded myself for the next week. Let's play some music.
from Pedro Show. Uh, we just heard Kuroi Ningyo Dukai by Benny Toka, Tokage. And before that was Tell Me Now by Jin314. Ahead of that was Remember This by The Pool Honeys. And we started off with Circus Freak by The Scapegoat. Uh, what was that? What were you saying? Matt Georgie? I saw Georgie. Yeah. He gave me a ride to the Omelette Waffle Shop. What did you guys chow? Two, two weeks ago. He couldn't chow. He was only ride. Oh. But he got your music. Yeah, great. And he said he... Now he has to get a CD player. Oh. <laughs> To it. <laughs> okay, so but I, George, you know, I, I wanted to talk to him anyway player, about it yeah. because uh, I gotta wait till I come back from the tour because Pete Mazich still constructing Casa Hanzo. Uh-huh. He's putting in a control room and all that. Well, when he Willie Stop put the hole in the bulkhead, you know, because that's where he's gonna yeah. have glass and all yeah. this. Because so, right now he's sitting in there and he can't really hear what he's, what's coming through the mics because he's in the room with it. So when he went and bashed the hole and stuff, he found out all the wood was termited uh, out. He's got to like replace, uh, yeah, you gotta replace termite damage. So he's going to be a little uh, way late on that. So Georgie you can, can wait till I get back April 30th. Got this tour coming up with the Missing Man, March 10, April 30th. It's in 30 days from now. And we're going to be doing the third opera, Hyphenated Man, 51 gigs, 52 days. Old school style. Old school. And you will be in San Francisco at Bottom of the Hill. Yeah. Major plug there, Ramona. Towards towards the end. Yes. On the downside. On the downhill. On the downhill. What was that? Okay. Um, I think it's the second or the last gig. <coughs> last gig is uh, Rich is going to go puke. Last gig is uh, April thirtieth in Sacramento. So I think theirs is the 29th I'm on the bottom of the hill. Good pad. Uh, look forward to the whole thing, really. Watt for Pedro show. Uh, we had a little technical thing there. Too much noise. Chippy. Yeah. But we're back. It's those trees missing. Yeah. That's it. was giving us problems. So, Brother Matt, you got a side job? Yeah, doing some little book on tape stuff. Can't talk about the, the topics yet because <laughs> of contractual trip. No, but, but he's uh, doing but voiceovers. Yeah, some, some audio book deal. What are they, book... Books on tape? Yeah, yeah. Audio books? Yeah. So remember uh, Brian? Um, he was a Pedro dude. Yeah. And, uh, so he got this thing going up. He's up in Seattle or up in Washington still. So, yeah, he's uh, involved in the deal and hooked up the old local boys. Great. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Some choice voice. Thanks, Brian. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you've been here in this... Uh, Show, but the last two weeks we got brand new Jack Flanders. Yeah, yeah. So part I'm looking three is going to be tonight. The next episode. Yeah. <laughs> Jack is back. What ain't night? It's only four o'clock. I just got off a missing men practice before they had all these interviews and some pictures, and I got second man practice. 
I just got back, but I get to get on the on the wheel. Friday is second man downtown, and Saturday with Perkins at uh, Santa Monica with Brother Wayne Kramer, uh-huh. Peter's back east. So uh-huh. sending in some substitutions. <laughs> We're gonna have Brother Wayne Kramer have to play Stooges. No, we're not gonna do MC Five. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> Very cool. Did you see any gigs while I was gone? Man, I just been a working fool. Just working, working. Yeah. Okay. So nighttime, no nighttime. Nah. Which uh, Bonnie? Who have you seen up? Uh, Money Mark Nishida. Right, right. on, on Saturday night. And he was massing for Tommy. Cafe Nord. Yeah, Tommy Guerrero uh, had a record release at the Cafe Nord, and Money Mark is the nice guy that he is. Drove on up with Alfredo. Um, Drummer Alfredo to come play with him, and uh, that was great to see Mark. I hadn't seen him in a couple of years, and it was a good show. He actually did the Star Spangled Banner with uh, some type of musical box synthesizer machine, and it kind of threw everybody off. But was he gone off? He was gone. Was Fredo playing? He the Fredo wasn't playing. He did the solo. That was the intro to the show. Oh. Money Mark doing the Star Spangled Banner, uh, and then what? They mouse for and then, Tommy, and then they mouse for Tommy. Yeah. You know, it's really good. They have a lot of good players with them. Wish I could remember names, but, you know, age will do that to you. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, there was, everybody was really good. Tommy was really good. Very nice guy, Tommy Guerrero. Very nice. I actually saw him with you, and Ray Barbie was there also. I got to call oh, Ray's yeah. Barbie. Ray was there. I did get to talk to Ray. Um, He's good people. What if he remembers me from the time you've played with him? But yeah, very nice guy, Ray. The house on 13th Street. Yes, and also in San Francisco. In San Francisco. Yeah, when I first moved there, you played with him in between Iggy shows at the Warfield. That's right. Iggy turned 60. Iggy turned 60. I heard uh, maybe in California, September. Really? Uh Yeah. Cool. Well, I hope that comes through. Yeah, I would be bitching. Next Stooges gigs are going to be, it's in Newcastle, England. May 29th. So, a month after I get done with mm-hmm. my missing man. Uh, some more tunage. Testing. One, two, three, four. Testing. It's no use, Bart. What we need is some sound equipment. The work for the happy finger method must go on. Thank you. 
私の思うところになるすぐに再現して再現してみる私自身にもよくわからないのですわからないのですが私はなぜかあなたに自分の心の奥に潜んでいるものを知ってもらいたいという衝動に突き動かされるのです私が死なないでいいよの保証ができるお前と一緒だったら生きてる人と死んでることとはもしかしたら同じことかもしれない死ぬなんてこの拠点の向かってるこんな宇宙の不思議なからこの確かにあんたは最低の間だけなの命の不思議なからこのさとのさくらなんて読ませないしつこいよお前なんだこんなわかるへんだよ私もあなたも気づかずにいたような気がしてなりはい。
Ah. We all know about yeah. that, right? The plum brandy from the Balkans. <laughs> the kicks. Powerful. Yes, a peon. And I got, I've, I've had, I've looked upon the vine when the grape was red, or the plum was purple. And uh, Community Mouth by Stab City, playing with Stab City Friday. Uh, Barn and Grill, Redwood Barn and Grill, oh, cool. second man. And I think Sailor is out of St- Stab City now. And he's got his own band. I call, think they're called Sassafras. I'm pretty sure they are. And because we played some music here on the show. And they're playing also. Oh, cool. So I wonder how that's going to be. Maybe they throw some chingasos. <laughs> Because, so I don't think it was like a. It wasn't amicable. Yeah. It wasn't cuddly. Yeah, it wasn't cuddly kind of scissor. So maybe they like <laughs> chins were thrown. Yeah, maybe it'll be some chin slaps. <laughs> There's a bitch in place kind of near there, um, kind of around where Crazy Gideon's was over on Traction. Yeah. Um, I think it's called the Vorch Cochino or something like that. The Sausage Kitchen. They got all these crazy sausages. Really? And killer beer. Okay. Wow. Twan, twan, uh, that whole place has been on. all built up, huh? Yeah, yeah it's cool Over down there. Al's Bar? Yeah, cool, cool zone. Well, what used to be Al's Bar? Yeah, yeah killer okay. rattlesnake, rabbit, really? and jalapeno sausage. Wow. wow. Yeah. Killer. Okay, oh. I got to check it out. Yeah. Rorsch Cochino? Something like that, yeah. Okay. I was down there, um, God, it was just before I left for New Zealand, Australia to make a, another video with the Jenko, uh, Denko Jones, the Toronto cat. And they had me like behind the bar doing like, uh, I don't know, kind of a spiel, Cohen Brothers thing. I'm setting up the scenes and. Uh, Elijah Wood was in this one again, and uh, who's the guy with the Machio Karate, Karate Kid? Kid? Yeah, Ralph. Yeah, he's Ralph grown Macchio? up now. He was there. Well, I hope so. And uh, he was cool people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the Karate Kid, Ralph, Ralph Machio. He's like fifty now, huh? forty. He's got to be in his forties. Yeah, yeah. That that's how long ago that thing was. I think he's forty-eight, fifty, something like that. Yeah, but he always looked like a kid. Yeah, he yeah, yeah. He still yeah. looks good, man. He don't look old. He ain't belling. Uh-huh. Wow. He's a nice cat. So they're both in this thing or what? Yeah, yeah. It's, this actually was like the prequel. Even though it's made now, it's supposed to set up the other one and stuff. There's a trilogy of them, and they had me spieling in there, and uh, uh, the Diamond Brothers putting this thing together. Uh, good guys. And it was, I think this club used to, this bar used to be a club called 50 Bucks. Down in that area? Yeah, like 9th Street or something. And I never played there, but I remember going, I think it might have been Jabberjaw people or something. Was it on the corner? It wasn't on the corner, was yeah. it? Yeah. I think I remember that club. Yeah, because I saw posters yeah. inside and stuff. It was trippy. It was really trippy. Kind of a time warp. That was Scary Hood back in the old days. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like nothing was there. It was all freezer warehouses uh, and the old Greyhound bus station uh, and, the, and the produce markets were mm. down there, too. 
They still are. Yeah. That's where uh, Hollywood people used to get busted for copping heroin down there. Yeah. You know, that's where you went, down to mm-hmm. east. It's not east L.A., it's like downtown, mm-hmm. the east of downtown. Yeah. But yeah, scary hood down there. And uh, so it was good to see those guys getting, Denko's a good cat. And uh, it's funny, it's, uh, I, somebody's writing a book on him and stuff, and the guy was talking to me, and yeah, there's controversy about Jenko and all this stuff. And when I was talking to Denko about it, he said he didn't know about any of this. <laughs> so, <laughs> Hadn't got to him yet. <laughs> about them being sexist and all this yeah. stuff. And that guy, this is the furthest guy I would ever think from that. And JC is a long-time bass player. We were talking. You know, pretty, the perceptions of people's minds. Yeah, I remember the first time the, the Minutemen came down and played Georgia and we were on a TV show, a talk thing, cable show. The guy was in an electric chair, you know, and uh, talking to us. He goes, so, so are, are you guys like uh, Nazi skinheads? <laughs> no. <laughs> Almost. <laughs> <laughs> Why does it show? <laughs> yeah, I know. Steve Boone gave him quite a look. <laughs> well, you did that in Gainesville when I was with you guys with the Minutemen once. Didn't you do a public access? But he was cool. That was cool, but it was Gainesville. Remember, that was a weird yeah. town. You know? yeah, I, just, I was just riffing on the idea of people's perceptions, yeah. you know. And, yeah, the Minutemen. I don't know. Uh, we were kind of anti that, I think. Yeah, I think you were the opposite of that. I'm <laughs> the pretty antithesis. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we're at the end of the first hour of the February 8, 2011 Watt for Pedro Show. Hold tight for hour two. February 8, 2011. It's the second hour of the Watt from Pedro Show.
arms of the dead man lying on the corner I saw his sheep pulled back so I pulled mine
for Pedro Show. Start off the second hour with Lazy Poltergeist from Go Team. Then Circles by Roland Blackouts. Do you remember that? Yes, I do. Lamita Band, right? Yeah. Well, the title of the new Go Team album is Roland Blackouts, but really, I haven't had the nerve to tell the dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think they changed their name, though. Yeah, but they're half a world away, a right? A couple years. No, no, but but oh. Rolling Blackouts, I think they got uh, some guys from Long Beach or something and changed their name to Wet Cassette. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good one, Wet Cassette. Better than Rolling Blackouts? No, Rolling Blackouts is good. Ass Ponies is better. <laughs> yeah, so... Yeah, I think one of those guys was selling clothes. Uh-uh. Really? Remember that clothes store was next to the old Sacred Grounds? Oh, yeah, yeah. What was that clothes? Remember? They yeah. had like Hollywood clothes in yeah. Pedro. Really? Yeah, there was a store right next door. Well, no, I just shopped at War Surplus. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they, across the street, there's one of the yeah. guys. Yeah, next to the barbecue it's called joint. called Supply the old Guy. Manager. Yeah, the old manager guy. Is it worth going? If you need stuff, I, I just yeah. stuck my head in there to see what he had, and, uh, and then he says, well, What can I get for you? You know, it's like, that. Oh, I should yeah. think of something that. Check him out. They said, uh, Camel Net. And he said, oh, right over here. And he had all kinds. Really? Um, yeah. So, I might have to watch it's a lot stations. smaller. Yeah. Oh, but he had, he had a bunch me? of stuff back then. But it was nothing like the old nothing, classic nothing spot. Nothing could beat that store. Yeah. yeah. Kidding me? Piled from floor to ceiling with yeah, like and the Levi's basement too. and Dickies. <laughs> yeah. Basement too. Yeah. Basement. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> okay. Uh, then we had Surface Eat and Acid Bath by Worker B. And finally, your diagram by Zest of Yore. Yeah, that was an institution, Army War Surplus. 
But he's still around, though. Cheerful Al, right? He just he didn't pass. He just kind of. I hope he's sitting there. No, did those John Hogan? I know. Right, I was here two weeks ago. It was right. I think the day after the polar bear swim, or the day about that. Yeah, the the night before. I think that. Uh, it's the night before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is kind of like New Year's, ironic. Yeah, because he would lead us in. Away. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he started a lot of stuff in this town. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Brother Matt was saying maybe they name the school for him. Yeah, that's a that's a big discussion. I think they should. Yeah, the new high school. Mm-hmm. Well, he's already got a center, right, named after him down at the beach. Is that? Well, it's a yeah. Cabrillo Marine Aquarium. Yeah. Um, I think the official John name. But, uh, I know he's the dude that made it happen out of a shoebox. I think the auditorium, though, might be named Maybe, after yeah. That we makes got sense. the bathhouse yeah. restored. I remember that used to be beat up. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I remember the only, they had a little thing at Furman. That was like the little. Yeah, there was all kinds of stuff. All the people were on the cliff there. Yeah, they had a little marine museum. Oh, yeah, thing yeah. That was, but it was tiny. Uh-huh. Dirk got one of the stuff. They took f- real fish and filled them with cement. Uh-huh. That was trippy. <laughs> Way to, taxidermy. Way to preserve. <laughs> Uh, you know, I saw yesterday. I came home. I saw Rudy Aguilar. So, so mixed you, pop. You guys uh, had a little kayaking session. Uh, I took him yeah. on his birthday. Yeah, for his went, first paddle, cool, I huh? took him outside the gate. Uh-huh. He did good for his first time, especially. Yeah, uh, he didn't think he could do it. And then when we got drove up, he looked down and he could see the ground he covered or this water he covered. Mm-hmm. Paddling to the Angel Gate and back. He's like, Whoa, I did that. I said, yeah. He did good. I got took pictures to prove it. My son Nick is gonna play with us. We're gonna play D Piazza's nineteenth. Oh cool. And so he can get in and play that. Very one. cool. Also there's gonna be a gig at the skate. All right, yeah, shop. coming up the Warehouse. history part one. I think it's uh that the thing with yeah, twenty six uh-huh. or something. Does this have to do with Saccharin? I think it's Jackson, another band now called The Extras. I think they might be. Because oh, I just got an email from uh, Ibarra about this. Really, uh, there was a release of Minutemen. Is it Minutemen? Oh, yeah. The there's a, thing? But he, he, we, re, we released uh, some songs that weren't on uh, albums. Like they were on Cracks and Chunks and oh, yeah. Life is Beautiful. So, you know, go do this shit. And Saccharin too. I think it might be a seven inch. Yes, I think, it, I think yeah. that's what it was. On uh, Water Under the Bridge Records. Water Under the Bridge Records dot com. You can get information there. Craig Ibarra. He's right. also working Craig. on that book too about Pedro music scene. Craig's always up to something yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah but he's like, been doing yeah. this baby. He's been doing the book since before I moved yeah. to San Francisco. Yeah. He 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 did audio of me for like couple hours or an What's hour. What's going to call it? A whale of a town? Yeah. <laughs> Remember when that was the slogan for the town? Yeah. <laughs> got into that one. <laughs> little whaler. My choice was get your ass down here. <laughs> little whaler. Yeah. And then I think Where it changed to our town. No, my, my, mine was actually get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> our town. Yeah, our town. Right? It was that for yeah. a while. Boys Town. Yeah. All roads lead to Pedro. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. All roads end in Pedro. Funny who comes up with that shit. <laughs> some dude. Some dude on 14th Street. 
marketing firm. Yeah. Bob <laughs> Matt, I think it's uh, time for you oh, cool. to get your spin cycle underway for us. Have you been hurting for a month now? Uh, cool. so bring it on. Jones. Here we go. Jones. signs of
of excessive consumption.
Oh 
Just sweet, sweet sound to me. 
Cool, thank you. What was uh, motivation? Started with the with the blind grab, because of uh, work has been infringing on my fun and musical entertainment. So I just went to the grab bag and then tried to string some stuff together with a few different remixes. I guess we had in that one. Started with some uh, Screaming Jay and White Stripes, Jolly Boys. Screaming Jay, he was something else. Yeah. I saw him, they brought him out in a coffin. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Big stick. Big staff. He's going out in the crowd. Oh, yeah, he was working it. Palomino. Mm -hmm. Ah. Yeah. Wow. Pally Pal. Pally Pal. Way out there. Mustache man. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I still meet a lot of people who remember those gigs. I met some guy who was in the valley and mm-hmm. couldn't believe that that's what those kids were saying when we brought that subject up about that live Total totem gig. pole. Yeah, that live totem pole thing. He goes, is that what they were saying? I you know. He goes, I can't remember what he told me. He thought they were saying, but he goes, that's the furthest thing I ever thought they were saying. Yeah, guy was going off. He was playing security. Uh, Boy and uh, arms folded in front, uh, too wild. Uh, yeah, <laughs> B boy stance oh, in uh, North Hollywood. He turned around and goes to me, "This is like uh, the golf. No, like <laughs> it's the first golf war to happen. Uh, this, this is like the golf." I said, "No, it ain't. it's a Palomino. <laughs> <laughs> These are just kids. And be calm. <laughs> Chill the fuck out." And they're yelling at him, fuck you, mustache yeah. man. This one kid said it. Like, one kid goes, fuck you, mustache man. And then the chant went up. <laughs> it was an awesome chant. They chanted it good. He was embarrassed, really. Shamed but him. There was a lot of uh, gigs in the valley, so that was the place mm-hmm. yeah. for a few years there. Actually, it went back to the 50s, an old country place. Yeah. Well, it had to be, it was, it was, eight. was it 18 or was it 21? I know kids used to come well, over they the back child there, so you could. Yeah, it was, it was eighteen, but you know, younger kids wanted to come, like uh-huh. high school age, and they couldn't get in. Yeah. So they would come over the back uh-huh. fence. It was a big open air patio. Uh-huh. I don't know if you were with some them. wagon wheels. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like benches, <laughs> yeah. you know. But yeah, it was a it was a trippy gig. Live totem pole was Live recorded pole. there. Two nights, mm-hmm. right? Uh, one night. Yeah. One, one night. night. Yeah. I remember I rented the truck for the thing and. Uh, I broke the nut on the bass. Fuck. It's like, man. And then Bob Weston, the opening band was uh, Volcano Sons. And Bob Weston let me use his Squire too. It was all beat to shit, but it saved the day because yeah. I had no bass. Bob Weston. Yeah, he you know, came Bob with Shellac. Weston, he's in Chicago now. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he came with Shellac. He was playing with Shellac uh, last time I saw him. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, it was good gigs. Two nights. They did two nights. And Albini let him have it. Both barrels. Yeah, he does. He told our, told our lighting guy, "This gave him notes. Says this is the easiest night of your life. Just turn, turn it your white, walk away, go call your girlfriend, get on the internet, have a drink, come back when we're done. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Something to that effect. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's wearing the poker. Yeah. When like I was pro. Well, no, on the internet or whatever. Oh, the internet was, stuff. When I was over there. Doing the album, the weirdness with the Stooges. It was at his studio, Electrical Audio, in Chicago, and he was 
play a lot of poker. He's a funny guy. He is a funny that. guy, that's for sure. Yeah. yeah very, I think he, uh, he lives some in Cali, he was telling me. Really? Yeah, maybe Pasadena or something. But maybe a bunch of years in Montana. Really? Yeah, before Chicago. Yeah, I think so. My memory's right. Well, you did a Stooges album with him, right? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So I stayed there, in fact, because he has little cock pads in the studio. So I never left. Except once to ride my bike. Well, not my bike, his borrowed bike. And my ma told me the address she lived in. Yeah. When she lived in Chicago and met my father. So I borrowed the bike and went there and I called her and said, Ma, I found the pad. It was kind of gentrified. They changed it, but it was still there. She goes, Michael Watt, you were conceived there. <laughs> Thanks, Ma. Seed is planted. <laughs> yeah, because I'm born in Virginia, but I was conceived in Chicago. There's a boot camp there. I tried to find the Y where they met. There was a refugee from Hungary dance, charity thing, and that's where they met. But it was gone. So, but um, I found her pad. It was a little street we'll, on the north side. North side? North yeah. of Wrigley or what? Oh, yeah. And it's easy pedaling in that town, though, because it's very flat. Pretty flat town, yeah. yeah. Go that way, it. it's not easy as far as the traffic. It's no. pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I did it. You know, I pedaled this morning, my first one back. And the real scary part is when I have to stop. Because I'm used to the left leg going out. You know where the kickstand is. I'm not used to the right leg. You know, tilting to the right side. Because the left leg is weak and... I've crumpled a couple times. So when it comes to stopping, and that's the worst thing on a bike, you can't have fear. If you have fear, that's when you like fall over and wreck it. <laughs> so it's, it's kind of a struggle for me. If I'm pedaling, I can do it. I can't do big hills. I can't stand up pedal. But it's when I'm coming to the intersection where there's people around, there's cars around, no one's going to dive out the last minute. Because, uh, you know, I, I, it's hard to unlearn all those years of putting your left foot out yeah. when you stop. Second nature. Fuck, I trip on the whole car door. <laughs> <laughs> Getting door, that happened yeah. to me once on Pacific by the Fort MacArthur here. Yeah. You Somebody opened it up and I flew right over it. Yeah, San Francisco. Right over it. San Francisco, you see it a lot. A lot Get of bikes. Doored. So that was one of the reasons the yellow coat, the orange helmet, all that crap. Try to help the oblivious, be conscious of your Siren. silly ass. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, going over the hood of a car doesn't... Well, this doesn't was up right over the hatch. Yeah. The, the wheel hit it, and then I flew over. Yeah. But yeah. I had a helmet on and gloves. Uh... That's when the helmet was black. I spray painted it orange <laughs> after that. And then some cat at Bell Helmets sent me some orange ones. One thing about those kind of plastics is if you use spray paint, you actually make them weaker. Uh, yeah, chemical reaction. Something, yeah, the chemicals mixing together to make a lameness.
So, uh, and then the yellow coat. Actually, it came from my mom because I told her about that. And then the Christmas was coming right up, or birthday. They're about like five days apart. So I got that. And then the next two years, I got yellow. I have three <laughs> yellow coats. That's how I found you at airports, remember? Yeah, the same. Yeah, <laughs> my, pick you up. my uh, clothes sack is yellow. Yeah. You go, a guy with a big yellow coat, like a banana, coming through the friggin' airport. Yeah. Glowing in the dark. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's kind of uh, distinct. Uh, I got a ride yesterday. Tiff gave me a ride from the Val. What's Tiff doing? She says it's in, she's in the Val and it's lame. Like, uh, kind of about where that rock and roll pizza place is, where me and Kay play. How's that going with the bass? Anything? Any news? Yeah, she, she got, got it back. She got, got, got her bass back. Awesome. Amazing. The clown tried to uh, sell it at Shithard Center. And they Xeroxed his license plate number, and then he ran out of the store. But they had the Xerox. <laughs> and they went Clever. kicking like Kato. The front door came tumbling <laughs> she down. Got, uh, she got it back. Wow. In fact, see the power uh, of the she's internet. She's so paranoid. She's got in her case, and the case she changed to the furniture. She hasn't had an alarm put in oh. yet. So every time she gets done, she changes it. Yeah. Wow. She loves that base. And so we'll get back the, quick, kind of like a day or two later. I'm glad mm-hmm. she maybe a week or two, oh. but close. And you know, I already had I got one started. Or to be remade to replace it, and she said, "Keep going on it." Because Mark Garza did a great job, and so she'll have two. This one she wants kind of natural, like just oiled yeah. body. But yeah, she got it back. Good, glad. And her, uh, she's really afraid for the dogs, but they locked the dogs in the bathroom. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I remember when it happened, she called me up. She was really, really sad. But came back. You know, the word went out. Everybody wanted to help Kay. It was great. Truly, everybody involved. Uh, Speaking of getting the word out, yeah. Peak's almost there, I think at 80%. She's uh, raised money because she wants to make a book of the tour. Come with us and sh- shoot like five, six rolls of film a day. Oh, yeah? And, you know, in a way it would be like kind of a weird view of the U.S., you know. Club scene. I, it's not just about being the missing man and stuff. By her traveling in the boat and us doing that tour, I think it would be interesting uh, perspective of stuff. Uh, we're at the end of the... So if you can, please help her. Kickstart. Kickstart. She'll give you some Muay Thai kicks. head kicks, flying karate kicks. <laughs> no, no. No, she can't have a cell phone in the van, though, can she? Remember the last time? She what had happened? a cell phone? Yeah? Remember we were going to Northern California? What about Jerry Trebitich with the fucking leash? Yeah. Well, she used my cell phone for like three hours. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Give it back with a dead battery. Wind bagging. I made a mistake of telling her I had lim- unlimited minutes. Yeah. She windbagged it. She unlimited it. battery. Yeah. Okay, it's the end of the second hour of February 8th, 2011. Walt Pedro Show. Hold tight for hour three.
February 8, 2011. It's the third hour of the Watt from Pedro show. And here's part three, Jack Flanders. Yeah, Jack. And Steam Dreamers of Inverness, part three. Take it. Jack. Once again, we return to that old mansion on the hill overlooking the Bay of Inverness. Its windows are like a thousand eyes turned inward, and its doors, hinged on time, open into endless space. Jack, Bojo, and Claudine have discovered a secret room containing an old steam-driven slide projector. They fired up the ancient coal furnace in the cellar. As the steam rose up the pipes, the glass slides within the projector began to whirl around. An image of a city appeared in the center of the room. It wasn't merely a flat, black-and-white photo. It was a Victorian stereoscopic three-dimensional photograph, created not by just shadows and light, but also swirling particles of steam. Jack, Mojo, and Claudine realized they could mentally move about this city. It was as though they were strolling through the streets of some strange Victorian dream. Needless to say, they were intrigued. And now, it's the middle of the night. But Jack is wide awake. He goes downstairs to make himself a cup of hot chocolate and finds Claudine sitting at the kitchen table. So you can't sleep either. Yeah, I see you've made yourself hot chocolate. Would you like some? Oh, oh, don't get up. I'll get it. Uh, Claudine, are you okay? I don't know. Well, maybe the chocolate will help. Do you know what I want? No. I want to dream. (laughs) Yeah, I guess we all do. Why is it? Hmm? Why is it so fascinating? I don't know. Is the furnace still hot? I doubt it. I want to dream. Yeah, I know. There's something there. It's like an opiate. Do you mean an opium dream? I don't know what that is. Well, in one sense, it's like daydreaming. But it's also like a kind of bilocation. Being able to be in two places at the same time. Do you mind putting in more coal? I'll help. Oh, sounds like someone's joining us. Oh, I hope it's not Sanford. Do you plan to tell him? I don't know. What do you think? I think he'll notice that something is going on. I figured you two were down here. You can't sleep either. You want some hot chocolate? (laughs) I would, but uh, I don't think that's going to help me get back to sleep. We were talking about getting the furnace going again. Hmm. Well, I don't mind doing some stoking to get things smoking. (laughs) Shh. Let's not wake up Sanford. Come on, Mocho. I think it's time to feed the cast-iron monster. You mean, Mr. Steamy? Well, there's nothing like going down the cell in the middle of the night to shovel the little anthracite. Jack and Mojo find that the furnace is still warm. The coal quickly ignites, and soon hot water is running through the veins of the old mansion. Our adventurous trio once again climbs the steps of the tower to the tiled room with its strange dreams powered by steam. 
projector is back up to speed. <laughs> Looked like we're getting our city back. Yeah. I guess we're all going our separate ways again, huh? Uh, what area are you exploring, Mojo? I'm just trying to get an overview of things. How about you? Well, I'm going back to the mansion. I have a feeling there are things I have yet to see. Claudine? I'm going to stand out in the street and, and listen. Well, I'll see you both when we all run out of steam. They each go their separate ways. Of course, they're really just standing there within the shadows and light emanating from that strange cast-iron steam projector. Mojo returns to the bridge. An enormous zeppelin is suspended in the sky high above him. Now, either I bring that zeppelin down here, or I learn how to fly. I like the idea of flying, but until I turn into light, I think I'm going to stay grounded. So let me see if I can bring that Zeppelin down to me. Mojo uses his little technique. It's something he does at least once each day, and that is to simply stop, take three conscious breaths, and then smile and feel the warmth flow through his body. Man, that feels good. Now I'll just be cool and bring that Zeppelin on down to Mojo. And meanwhile, Jack is now standing in the street looking up at what appears to be a stereoscopic photograph of the original mansion of Inverness. Except, it's a photo he can enter and move about within, even though he moves as though he were in a dream. I'm not sure why I've returned. I don't know if there's anything more for me to see here. But I, I feel it's drawing me back. Does it want something from me? Or am I just imagining it? Or maybe I'm simply crazy. It's just like heaven. What? There are people standing there, but there's no one near enough to have whispered in my ear... song didn't exist back then. Of course, there is the possibility this is some sort of alternative reality. Whether we want to accept it or not, life is filled with alternative realities. Sometimes we step from one to another without even being aware of it. I wonder how much of this I'm making up. I can't distinguish between a dream a daydream, and my own imagination taking me on this little trip. Within us are so many worlds. If I could only... Oh my God. There it is. Jack's jaw drops. Holy smokes. He's staring at a photographic image of the original mansion with its three towers. And there, slowly forming out of the swirling particles of steam, is the ghostly image of the fourth Tower of Inverness. It just appeared out of nowhere. Just for me. 
I think I'm going to wait out here and see what happens. If I go dashing in there, I have the feeling I may never find my way out. Let's leave Jack for the moment as he struggles with the temptations of that ghostly tower. And let's return to Claudine, who has temptations of her own. Stay. What are you saying? Stay with me. Why? You miss me. Who are you? You remember? Do I know you? Stay with me. And what will happen? You will be with me. Did that happen to the others? Why do you ask? Because none of this exists. Did you forget? What? They said that to you. When? When we were together. We were never together. You remember? I don't remember. Your beliefs stand in your way. Yes, Zeppi. Come on down here. That's right. Come a little closer. Give me that old zoom in effect. That's it. You may be getting grainy, but you're getting closer. The Zeppelin now fills the sky. Its shadow covers the city. Mojo reaches up, stretching out his arms, and finally his fingertips touch the surface of the great airship. I can't be sure what's really happening, but my fingers believe they're feeling Zeppelins again. Hmm. It feels real nice. Is there anyone on board? In the cockpit? Or, or do they call that the gondola? Oh, yeah. I see people. They're all dressed up and looking fine. Maybe I'm in time for cocktails. Hey, man. There's even a piano. As though slipping through a thin membrane, Mojo steps into the gondola and glides over to the piano. His hands pass through the keys. Nothing is solid. Hmm. No boogie-woogie tonight. I'm not going to get this joint hopping not on this shadow piano. But if I can feel this Zeppelin skin, why can't I touch the keys? Maybe things are only as solid as I believe they are. Just like in a dream, if you think it's real, then it's real enough. Mojo sits down at the piano. The bench feels soft, padded in leather. He turns his head as though to announce his first song, but then he stops and looks out through the windows of the Great Zeppelin. Oh, man, were you this high up? I got up here. Now I don't know how I'm going to get down. But I am here, so, uh, anyone have a request? Okay, just thought I'd ask. Mojo begins to play. As he plays, he relaxes. He becomes Mojo the Piano Man. And as he continues to play, the passengers in the lounge of the Great Zeppelin seem to waken. 
He can hear their voices. He can smell their cigarettes. And now and then, he can breathe in the elegant scent of an expensive perfume. Maybe I better start playing putting on the wrist. <laughs> And back in Inverness, that is the holographic image that is almost identical to the Inverness Jack Hall's home, things are beginning to appear far more substantial. Jack can feel the cobblestones beneath his feet. He can hear voices. But still, there is no movement. After all, this is just a photograph, isn't it? At first, it appeared to be a stereoscopic black and white photo. But now there are colors and sound and a solidness that, that wasn't there before. How much of this is real? Is any of it? Am I creating it? Well, as long as I'm here, let's see what happens if I try to enter the fourth tower of Inverness. And so Jack enters the mansion. But when he attempts to step through the wall, as he's done before... Ouch! Is it really this dense? Or is it me? I'll bet I can step through these walls. But for the amount of effort it might take, it's easier just to use the door, I guess. Once again, Jack finds himself going down the steps into the cellar. He finds a door. Behind the door is an oval mirror. He leaps into the oval mirror and Jack Flanders is back inside the fourth tower of Inverness. Hmm. It's not the same. There are no clouds floating below. Or are there? If I think it, I begin to see it. And then I begin to believe it. I'll just walk on across and act as though everything is solid as stone. Okay. Now for the steps leading up into the tower. Well, onwards and upwards. And so Jack climbs higher and higher into the tower. On each level, there is a door. He stops. He listens. Coming from higher up. Huh. Huh. If I keep climbing, I'm going to run out of tower. But at the seventh door... <sighs> I should have known. <laughs> the old magic seven. That music has lured me up here, but I've never been this high before. Let's see what will happen when I open the door. There's nothing. Not even space. Just blank. Is my mind supposed to fill it in? 
What will happen if I step out into nothing? Will something be there? Or will I just fall forever? As Jack stands at the threshold wondering what to do, let's look in on Claudine. Someone has spoken to her, but who? She stands in the street. All around her are stereoscopic images of people in Victorian dress. Women wearing long dresses with bustles, and men wearing top hats at ruffles. But nothing is solid. She can pass right through them. Jordine, where are you? She reaches out her hand to touch someone. But they are like ghosts, made of swirling steam, made only of shadows and light. What is it you want from me? I want you to remember. Remember what? I was your friend. When? When I was a child? Yes. Did we play together? Of course. Oh, did you ever exist? Did you ever dream? And now? Are you real? Is there ever real? Hmm, maybe not here. But where I am from, yes, there is. I don't think so. Are you ghosts? Or are you spirits captured by some strange photographic device? What do you believe? I'm asking you. Do you believe in dreams? Well, of course. Well, what? Where are the words? Which words? The words we both can understand. What are you saying? I don't know what words you want to hear. There are no words. Jack is standing in the open doorway inside the fourth tower. What he's seeing is empty space. And so he decides to be adventurous, to test his luck, to take a step out into space. Well, here goes. Hmm. It feels like there's something solid. What am I standing on? As far as I can see, just empty space. Let's try another step. Hmm. Feels okay. And another. Uh, one feels a little spongy. I'll try another. Yeah. Definitely soggy. I think I'll turn around. Uh-oh. Uh I'm starting to sink. Not good. Not good. I- I'm not going to make it. I'm sinking. No, no, I'm not sinking. I'm falling. Hey, you okay, uh, man? Uh, what? We were waiting for you. Oh, was I gone? No, you were just standing here. But you look like you were walking a tightrope and lost your balance. Yeah. Well, that's, that's what it felt like. So, uh, what happened here? I think we ran out of steam. Uh, the furnace? That should have gone on for hours. Maybe projector gets so hot that it, it just shuts itself off? Yeah, well, maybe. Well, I'm ready to turn in. Hmm. Funny, I'm still awake. I think we should all catch some sleep. We have another night to look forward to. 
Later that afternoon, everyone is finally up and about. You are all up to something. What have you been doing? We've been dreaming. Yeah, it's a sort of meditation. What kind of meditation? Well, a technique to awaken the imagination. It's a kind of a exploration into what is and what isn't. Are we talking about the nature of reality? Yeah, I guess so. Good. It's a favorite subject of mine. Hmm. What is reality, Sanford? Claudine, reality simply is. There is no way to say what it is. It is beginningless and endless. Then how can we, who have a beginning and an end, ever know something that is beginningless and endless? We cannot. So you are saying reality and our mind can never meet. That's right. Because our mind exists in time. The mind is time. Exactly. Because it exists in the past and future. Time consists of only two tenses, past and future. And the present? The present is not part of time. It is part of eternity. Are you saying our mind is never found in the present? Our mind is always wavering toward the past or the future. It moves into that which is not or that which is not yet. And so it dreams. Then we can never understand reality. No, never. Not if you remain in your mind. The key is no mind. Exactly. The door to reality is no mind. We can't explain it. We can't understand it. Because to do so, we'd have to use our mind. True understanding is not of the mind. So, Claudine, to really understand reality, I guess you'll have to lose your mind. Precisely. <laughs> But who is willing to pay that price? Your mind will convince you that all is measurable, fathomable, knowable. But the unknowable, that is sacred. The unknowable is sacred. Trying to understand reality through your mind is a waste of your time. It's far better to sit in silence and simply enjoy the sunset. You make it sound so simple and so impossible. Claudine, never pass up an opportunity to drop the mind. Mm, but I like to use my mind. Your mind is a beautiful instrument, if you know how to be a no-mind, too. Maybe no-mind, another word for meditation. It may be. So, Claudine, are you going to tell Sanford about our steamy dreaming? I see no reason to keep it a secret. What do you think, Mojo? Well, he's going to want to join in. And that's going to change things. I'll stay with Stanford. Uh-huh. Are you going to hold his hand? I don't think that's necessary. You okay with that, Mojo? I'm cool. So, Art, how's our coal supply holding up? Well, this monster sure eats it up. Do I need to call King Cole? Nah, I think we're fine. You're going to get a lot of steam. Well, I think we're all set. Everyone ready for some steamy dreams? As I understand this from what Claudine has described, it's rather like daydreaming. Hmm? That's close. Are you saying it isn't? We haven't figured it out. 
Are there dangers I should be aware of? Just don't take it seriously. Then is it a game? <laughs> If it is, no one knows the rules. <laughs> oh, here she is. Are you ready? I'm looking forward to this. Ah,、uh, Jack, do you think Sanford's going to fit inside that narrow wall? <laughs> Maybe a little snug. What are you two up to? Do you have a hat pin? Why? Well, if Sanford gets stuck, you can give him a little jab. Oh, very funny, Jack. <laughs> Sanford White is a rather sizable, rotund man, and Jack is right. The walls of Inverness are a tight squeeze. In fact, Sanford does get stuck, and more than once. But by sucking in his breath, tucking in his tummy. Oh. <laughs> He finally squeezes into that strange tiled room they call Steam Dreams. Well, that was a a tight squeeze. Are you all right? I think so. And where is the projector? It's in here. I'm getting it up to speed. I want to see that machine. Claudine, you're going to stay with him. I said I would. You know, none of us know what we're doing. Why? Do you think it's dangerous? <laughs> I wish I knew. Well, Sanford is a big boy. You got that right. What an extraordinary apparatus! What do you call it? Well, actually, it's a stereo steamoscope. Excellent. Mojo calls it the cabinet of ultimate illusion. Ah, a fellow magician. Did you see the glass plates inside the projector? Yes. When Mojo released the steam, they began to spin. It can project a three-dimensional image. Yeah, it's like a hologram. You can move about within it. We're getting up to speed. The photographic image is the matrix. What we start with, the rest appears to be shaped by how we interact with it. It's like daydreaming. Is it the steam that activates the dreams? Well, it certainly relaxes you and, and frees your imagination. Am I now seeing a village, or is that a city? Sanford, why don't you sit down? I'll point things out so you can get acquainted. This is intriguing. We got us a full head of steam now. Mojo, are you going back aboard the、uh, Zeppelin? Well, I don't know if there's any more to do up there, but the view is nice. What do you see? Well, it's the same down here, except that I'm way up there. <laughs> can you see the countryside? No. You get to the edge of the city, and、uh, it gets fuzzy. It's like when、uh, that's all the lens could capture. Are you going back up in the tower? If it's still there, yeah. You know, you're stepping into a place where physically you're probably going to be okay. Mentally, you better stay cool. You think there's something sinister going on here? It may be just a game. Oh, you mean like some sort of Victorian evenings entertainment? <laughs>、uh, maybe a little more than that. I'll see you later. You need any help? Just yell. Now, let's see what I'm going to see. Yeah, that Zeppelin is still up there. That's one thing you can count on. Nothing moves around here. It's like that projector has got a clock built in, and after a certain time, it inserts a new slide with a new image that appears on top of what's already here. Just something new for my imagination to play with. Meanwhile, Claudine is attempting to help Sanford White settle down, get comfortable with this city built of shadows and swirling steam. 
Is it always so out of focus? When you relax, things will become more distinct. You saw people. I see no one. Mojo has a technique. You stop, take three conscious breaths, and then smile. I still don't see anyone. <laughs> Give it time. They will appear. Jack is once again standing before a holographic photo, or as Mojo calls it, a stemioscopic projection of the Inverness Mansion. There it is again, calling me back to the fourth tower. Why am I the chosen one? Is there something here that I'm supposed to get, but I never do? Well, speaking of getting, I better get going. Back up into the fourth tower of Inverness. Meanwhile, Mojo has slipped into the lounge of the Great Zeppelin. The party is continuing where he left it last time. Even though no one moves, he hears or imagines voices. And now and then, he breathes in the scent of a cigarette or an exotic perfume. Mojo sits down at the piano. Man, I like it up here. It's like playing in a cocktail lounge on a cruise ship. <laughs> like being in an old movie that isn't moving. But the more time I spend up here, the more solid it feels. It's becoming a place that I don't want to leave. Except like all things in life, one day you're going to run out of steam. And like all highs, you just keep coming on back down. Why am I doing this? Why don't I just let it be? Why do I always feel there's something else out there? Something that's just beyond my grasp. And if I actually do get my hands on it, then I start looking for the next thing that's just out of reach. <sighs> and here I am again, opening yet another door. Nothing. No, wait. There is something. Or am I imagining it? Maybe it's all coming from me, like just about everything else in my life. I feel like I've gone far beyond that old photographic image of Inverness, wandering into a land that doesn't exist except in my own mind. But still, from what I can see, there's something out there. And it's not quite human. I'm going to check out the cockpit. See who's flying this thing. <laughs> Maybe meet the captain. Hey, how you doing? Give me five. <laughs> I realize they have more than one deck on this Zeppelin. There's a bar, a dining room, 
There's sleeping quarters, a lounge. Hm. It's like a flying hotel. Hmm. The control panel has a lot of dials. Big wooden wheel, like on a ship. Must have been fun to stand here looking out the windows and steering this thing. Maybe I'll brush up on how to fly a Zeppelin. <laughs> There's probably a video of it somewhere. Mojo leaves the cockpit. He passes through the ship on his way back to the lounge, and then he notices that something isn't quite the same. Hmm. Was that woman in red standing over there? Was she holding a drink? And that man with the cigar? Did he have it in his hand? And now he has it in his mouth? When I turn my back, are they doing a quick shuffle? Something's not the same. Maybe if I don't move, maybe if I act like one of them. While Mojo stands perfectly still, waiting to see what will happen next or if anything will happen, let's see how Claudine and Sanford White are getting along. Who are you talking to, Claudine? She speaks to me. The people I'm seeing are merely projections of light. If you are hearing someone, then surely you are imagining it. No, I'm not. Then maybe you are experiencing an auditory illusion. Sanford, leave it alone. As Mojo would say, relax, be cool. Why from Pedro Show? That's part three. Steam Dreamers Vin Inverness. It's Jack Flanders. We got five more parts. Cool. To go. And uh, 40 years since the first adventure with Jack. Fourth Tower Inverness, 1971. Mr. Meatball Fulton. The good folks over at ZBS Media. ZBS Dot org. Cool. Support them. Bunch of good stuff there. I think ZBS stands for Zero Bullshit. Huh. That's what I was told. Cool. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> like some commune nice. in upstate New York. I think the commune's gone, but they're still, you know, people. Huh. Fulton's still up there creating. And if you've heard the first one, we've played it on the show earlier. God, maybe seven or eight years yeah, ago. Yeah, a while back. Yeah. Uh, you can recognize the voices. A little older, 40 years. That's yeah, intense. Right. To have a thing of mind movies. I think the second one was Moon Over Morocco. And the third one was The Adventure of Jack Flanders with the chair. It was a blue Morpho. Yeah, blue Morpho was in there. Amazon. I mean, yeah, many. Uh, my memory fails me, but. There's been much Jack all around the place. And uh, his mission to find himself, get it all figured out. Remember that the house only had three towers. But if you were in the right state yeah. of mind, you could see the fourth yeah. one. And that jukebox, too. Mm -hmm. It's in this. Yeah, amazing. So I, I wholeheartedly recommend you people check out ZBS Media, and there's other trips, too, they got going. But, of course, my favorite's Jack Flanders. I was a teenager, and Roy of Hollywood would play him after midnight when his show was. K-92 
KPFK. Man, uh, I was like, man, what is this shit? Because they would have old radio stuff sometimes on uh, KNX. Uh, no, they'd have it on AM radio. They'd have like the Shadow, the, the shadow. Third Man, the Shadow, uh, is Doctor Jack Mental Benny, still? and shit like that. Doctor Demento still do shows? No. Doctor Demento would play old songs, but this was an actual, the actual like drama and stuff. Mm. Of no music, it's just people reenacting plays over the radio. So I'd hear those things, but they were nothing. And this was kind of the same thing, but way trippier, way trippier, <laughs> and uh, kind of uh, yeah, L, other, L oriented. They'd have their uh, <laughs> the other ones would have like their little foley crew with the coconut. Doing that. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But these guys have their sound effects too. Yeah, yeah, they got a lot of cool, real sounds too. Right. Clippity clop. <laughs> Kay does that stuff when she does her sound yeah. stuff, Foley. Uh, yeah, they still do Foley. Foley artists, yeah. Although now they've got big catalogs of like yeah. sounds on recorded archives and stuff. Eliminated some yeah. jobs. She can't have the live coconut clopper. <laughs> when I did that brand upon the brain, they had that, a little Foley unit right. of four or five people. Getting the sounds going. Yeah, on the other side, they had a little string orchestra. Um, let's see. What, what, next week, I play D. Piazza. That, yeah, we're going to have Rudy Sun come out. And then the week after, that's the skate. So I got four gigs before we leave. Cool. 30 days. That's close. And I think the first one is in uh, Santa Barbara. And then Echo and Echo Park. Then we start heading east. Tucson, Albuquerque. Oh, good. Um, Tell my cousin Tony to go. Norman. Norman. Or Oklahoma. No, Oklahoma City. Oklahoma City. Uh, Dallas. Austin. Austin. Houston. No, Houston's before Austin. There's a, that's the only little backtrack of the tour. Austin's going to be south by southwest? Yeah, yeah. that... I'm, the Light Brothers really wanted to do that, so I said, okay. Because uh, they're on 10 gigs oh, with us right, from right, uh, cool. Dallas to Atlanta. Yeah, how many bands are you taking out? Are you taking anybody with you? Support? I just said. Just, no, but are they the only ones? Yeah. 10 days, Light Brothers. And I wanted to bring them to a part of the United States they hadn't been to yet. Mm-hmm. They've been a little bit East Coast, West Coast, and now it's uh, South. And... Uh, they just sent over two songs to Raul to press up as a 7-inch. So that'd be cool. Yeah, those cats. Great. Yeah, I saw Raul uh, last week. He was having a vision out here on the point. Really? The new, little new park. He hadn't seen the new You're park. You're talking yeah. the Land's End thing. Yeah, yeah. And uh, <laughs> he was seeing having like little commando gigs. Yeah, in the I summer. saw it. Like it ain't a parking place. lot anymore. They yeah. have all this stuff, but I don't know how anybody can go there because there's nowhere to park. Trippy. Yeah. But anyway, you know, pop in with like just do a little commando gig for like 20 minutes. Yeah. Oh yeah. He did yeah. a gig? No, well, he wants to. That's his plan oh. for summary. He's having his vision. Put little it springboard. He did, that. Yeah. he did that in San Francisco at the Bart. Oh, 16th cool. Mission. Yeah. He's done it down by Royal Palms too at the bottom of the uh, cliffs. Yeah. Good for all. Generator. Yeah. Yeah. Gangsta. That's good bitching. <laughs> Just get out there and start a gorilla it. gig. Yeah, don't ask. They'll say no. Yeah. Don't tell. Do don't it. ask, don't tell. 
<laughs> okay, I got to play something here that I did in November while I was part of in Tokyo, in between the tour and the Nels Klein Yuka Honda Wedding. You saw them. I saw Nels and Yuka uh, in San Francisco, the Independent, a great show. Unbelievable. Nels never ceases to amaze me, that man. Yeah. Great band. It's new bass player. New bass player. Mike, what's his name? Trevor Dunn. Trevor Dunn and Scott Amadola. Like I said. And then Yukonda. And Yukonda uh, comes in uh, a quarter of the way through and plays the rest of the night with them. And she's really good also. Great band. Nels Klein Singers. The Nels Klein Singers. I think they still might be out on tour, if I'm not mistaken. That was a little West Coast. West Coast. But he's got something coming up with Wilco, he told me. Because Chris Lausch asked him to be on this. Texas, the South by Southwest. And uh, get to see Spot again. Oh, good. Anyway, I'm going to play you something here in between the end of that first hyphenated man tour in Japan and them getting married. I uh, was brought to a studio by a, a great cat named Tack. And there's like 13 uh, young Japanese musicians and uh, it's part of like a three and a half hour jam with him. Yeah. It was wild. And uh, here's a part of it. And uh, they call it, because uh, it's weird, I was like the old punk guy, right? Yeah. So they called this Spirit of Punk. Well, <laughs> from Pedro.
from Pedro so I fucked up the name of that title was Spirit of Real Punk by Wakine which means uh, in Nihongo a Japanese language uh, underarm hair <laughs> right you would call your band I call mine Fucking body, great to have you aboard. Thank you, Mike Watt. Thank yeah, you for good coming to see back you. to always, the home. Always camp. good to see both of you guys. Yeah, come back to the homeland, Ma. I love you. See you next. Yeah, love yeah. you, my mom. Yeah. To my mom, big shout out to big my mom. Respect. Ninety years, She's a great life. Nice life. Yeah, nice life. Anyway, it's great to see both of you guys. Yes. as always. And Watt, I will see you in San Francisco. Yeah, next time I see next you. Time brother I see Matt, you, it'll yeah. be yeah. you're always aiding and abetting. Definitely, and maybe. Yeah, you might want to make a trip up to that bottom of the hill gig. Yeah, come on we'll up. All huh? Hang at Kenny and Lee's. Oh, ciao. Hang at Kenny and Lee's. Uh, oh, cool. Lots of whiskeys. Yeah. Uh, it's been uh, <laughs> February 8, 2011. Mom from Pedro Show. I think one week from now we'll do yeah. our next one. Yeah. Because we want to get you all this. Back in town. Um, Jack Flanders before I bail on the tour. So you can have your mind all movied up. Okay. Uh, yeah. February 8th, 2011, Watt for Pedro Show in the can. Keep your powder dry.